Good morning, everyone. This is Dan with the Spiritual Underground Podcast coming to you from a different location at DTM Enterprises. Uh, we're doing this indoors today, remotely. Uh, the uh, the uh, pandemic has sent us to uh, connecting with one another in different ways than, uh, than we used to. So uh, we'll just roll with that in, in whatever fashion it, it makes it feasible. Uh, net. I am still doing handyman stuff. I'll just put my phone number on here 502 292 7444. And uh, you need some handyman work or woodwork in the Louisville metropolitan area. I am still operating, so uh, you want to do that. I keep it safe, I stay clean. Uh, so if you need something done, people still have their stuff breaking and needing fixed, and a lot heck, a lot of people are doing uh, taking this opportunity to do improvements while they're stuck at home or what have you. So, uh, we'll we go check that out. Uh, Spirit 12 Step Spiritual Recovery book by James Christopher Cohn, uh, dissertation on the 12 steps and a deeper dive. If you want that book, check that out on Amazon. And as always, Darren Frank's music is wrapped around this podcast. Um, you know, I, t- I kind of stole this idea a little bit from, uh, I saw Joe Rogan since the, the pandemic things have been having all his buddies in the studio. I guess uh, they're the only ones that are still willing to show up. And I said, well, you know, Chase here was the very first story that was ever uh, told. And it, it kind of was the same kind of thing in a way, because I, I the beginning stories, I was wrangling my sponsees into coming to the show. Uh, maybe, maybe they felt they had to. I don't know. I think they also wanted to. Uh, but it was easy and it was friendly and it was comfortable and it was an easy way to get it rolling. And uh, Chase's stories actually, I think, like 100, which was one those ones that start with a one are all the people's stories. And I thought, well, hell, this is, uh, I think that was October of 18, I think, that was we it? recorded wow. that. Yeah. So, uh, but it didn't come out until the beginning of January because I had a lot of, you know, I built up a little pool of podcasts and released a, a little batch all at once uh, rather than just starting with episode one, so to speak, and, mm-hmm. and doing that. So, uh, you were the first story to t- be told. And uh, so I thought, well, hell, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll holler at Chase and see if he wants to come back on here and we'll see like an update because I know a lot happens in a year of recovery today, man. I, at least it seems to to me. Uh, it goes in a it goes in a hurry, uh, and I think it's also important to uh, check in in a sense to show the, you know, I guess you know, uh, I'll just say the way I was gonna say, show people out there that that is still working in their lives. You know, this is not one and done kind of thing where we uh, you know um, kind of check it off the list and move on to whatever's next. Definitely, yep. it's something we keep on doing. So. Uh, Good morning again. We did a little unofficial good morning off the side, and uh, I always wonder if yeah. I should click our microphones on. Or I should maybe answer, you know, fired up and just go. You know, good we, morning. We just, this say, is we just start over. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably hit. Yeah, we'll probably hit some other territory. <laughs> uh, I, I what happens is now and again I'll have some uh, content like in the beginning that I think was is uh, valuable, and it didn't get on tape with people. Or I'll do this opposite, you know, on the back end of it. I'll turn mm-hmm. off the microphones and me and somebody will talk for another half hour. Right. Like, wow, we should have just left the microphones rolling, you know? And I don't know what that is about that uh, inclination to, to hit the, to have like a hard end someplace, Bonk, click it yep. off and, uh, and then keep on talking. Uh, so what's been going on, man? Uh, I know we got this whole change in our way of being here lately. Uh, 
end of face-to-face meetings. Uh, yeah, although some people are still doing it. Kind of working through a new normal, I guess. It's a weird, it's a weird time, that's for sure. I don't know. <clears throat> Not really sure what to uh, think about it yet. Uh, there you go. I don't mind miss. I don't mind not having the travel time to and from. Uh, <laughs> it's kind yeah. of convenient to say, okay, well, it's meeting time and it's five till, you know, and you can sit down and fire up the computer and go to a meeting. You don't have to drive the half hour. Or, yeah. uh, but uh, I would much, I would still much rather meet. Uh, there's some in Louisville. I know there's some outside meetings going on, uh, and and I also see some people pitching. Uh, bullshit them outside meeting directions you know like you know uh, you shouldn't be doing that don't you have any concern for other people and uh looks like a little like taking other people's inventories uh i do i've said this a couple times uh recently uh you know that whole your own conception idea we have as far as a higher power goes uh, i can apply that principle in a lot of directions of your own conception your own conception of how you want to handle this thing you know, I'm a, I, I honor your own conception of how to do this. Yeah, it's uh, I have opinions about uh, a lot of things, I suppose, and it's never really done me much good to uh, voice them too strongly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna do whatever they want to do anyway. Yeah, and I don't want to get you know nobody likes that whole shoulda you know or you know shooting on somebody. You well, here's what you should be doing, and here's what you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the quickest way and, and I find myself somewhat in my old rebellious ways in some level here because there's you know there's two things I don't like and I don't like either one of them a lot uh, I don't like you telling me what to do and I especially don't like the government telling me what to do <laughs> right I get it. Uh, so I'll, uh, there's some inner being in there that wants to balk at both of those things until I slow down and, and go okay Dan uh, no uh, they're telling us what we should be doing. And, and I am trying to follow that. You know, uh, uh, one thing I'm, I heard somebody say is to follow it at the level that they're prescribing it. Uh, and, I, and again, to each their own. But uh, they've said, you know, don't meet in groups bigger than 10. And, you know, and yeah. other things like that. And uh, so uh, I kind of get a feeling they're probably just going to, this is a slow clamping down, though, because if they just turned to clamp all the way tight right out of gates, everybody would scream. Yeah, I think it'll get worse before it gets better. But, you know, uh, I think for a lot of people, it's kind of like a, that initial newness of something. It's kind of exciting a little bit. And then, you know, a week or two into it, it's like, oh, shit, this is this is actually going to be a big deal. This is kind of tough. Uh, I don't know. So far for me, it's been kind of an exercise in gratitude. I feel <clears throat> like that's been uh, something that I've leaned on in the past couple of weeks. I guess it's just, uh, you know, Teresa and I were talking, my wife and, and I were talking about this the other morning. It's like, I guess we're, you know, I, we could talk about this later in more detail if you want to, but I, I, ahead, I, dive I, I fully, I fully believe in luck today. And that is something that has changed in the past, I suppose, year, really. I never really thought luck was a real thing that applied to me. I was, you know, I always believed that it was something that was, uh, made or, something that uh, you know I created myself uh, like a very egotistical approach to that kind of thing but you know I have nothing but like a feeling of gratitude for the the luckiness that I you know I get like I it's not really that big of a deal for me to stay home you know and 
I'm comfortable. I mean, my job has not stopped paying me, neither has Teresa. So we're fine. And, you know, I know that that's not the case for a lot of people. And I don't know. It's just something that I've been become aware of, I guess, in the past year. So what do you mean about like luck, like, uh, like, in a, like you make your own luck or what do you mean? I used luck? to, I used to think that, yeah, we would just, uh, uh, you know, that real men make their own luck kind of thing. Um, but I think that's bullshit. And, um, I just, I think I'm fortunate in a sense that I'm, you know, I do, uh, I do have some privileges that others don't see. Uh, is that the kind of luck? Is that what you, uh, I'm still like, uh, like, like I know some guys that are lucky in the way that, uh, they kill a big deer every year. Don't really have to worry about it. Don't really have to work too hard at it. Seems like that big deer walks up to them every year. Well, I'll say this. And I mean, the harder, I think the harder that you work, the luckier that you get. That's for sure. I mean, that's definitely something that's, you know, applied to even my sobriety, right? The harder I work at it, the better it is. Uh, and I think that applies. But I also feel like there's a level of just pure, you know, like I should be dead a hundred times. <laughs> you know, how am I even here? It doesn't yeah. make sense. Uh, that to me is just got to be luck. I mean, I guess some people i'm calling it luck you could call it your higher power you could call it just some other thing uh it is what it is i, I don't know a good way to explain it but yeah yeah it's something that i it's something that i fully am i am more aware of i guess this year and than i, than I was when i first came in here yeah so. uh I, I get it um yeah, so I'm, I'm calling. I'm, I'm calling it luck, but it could be you know call it whatever you want. It's something right. that I don't have control over. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I said, I know I'm fortunate, and, uh, and I do carry some privilege. You know, we did some work in the Mankind Project about where we're privileged, and I want to balk at that too. You know, initially, uh, mm -hmm. but but just being a uh, frankly, I'll throw just a few adjectives out. A tall, fit, white male buys me a lot just for that alone oh sure yeah just and I, alone and i don't have to do anything i don't even have to be a good guy <laughs> all they do yeah. is just you know just see you and think but they instantly i i don't i don't receive the same prejudices that a lot of people do yeah just yep, for that alone in the interest of i think um you know being completely honest and and helpful uh if somebody tells me that i'm privileged it it pisses me off. I right. That's what I mean. That. I balk at it right off. Yeah. <laughs> like my wife has told me that I'm privileged before and I'm like, what the, you know, I, don't, I worked you hard for where I I'm at. Hard for everything I got. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. No, I, some of the stuff. No, I didn't. I mean, I have worked hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. At some things, but there's a degree to which I didn't do shit for a lot of the stuff that I have. In fact, I have done the opposite of work hard for some of the things that I have afforded. Like, you know, especially when I when I think about my sobriety and I look at the people who don't have it or who have died because of this disease. And here I am. I, it's just really difficult for me not to just start every day with just some level of gratitude yeah. for just being here. And Absolutely. I guess that's what I, that's what I mean for uh, that's been something that I've just kind of realized after it's been a little bit easier to just wake up and do life. I don't have to worry about drink as much anymore i mean it's still something that i think about but you know having been sober for a little while uh you know 988 days 
I don't worry about drinking. It's been removed. I don't have to, that's not a thing I think about. So I guess I'm afforded a little bit more time to be grateful for the fact that I'm not dead and and should have been, you know, many times over. Yeah. When it was still a bit of a struggle, uh, and I don't really know timelines different for everybody, but, uh, and I really don't know when it happened to me, but I'm the same as what you're saying. You know, I, I totally feel that, you know, at some point during that, uh, I could like turn my attention to something other than trying not to drink. Uh, and, and, and then that opened up my, right. some room. It's like, it's that same old, you know, I got so many megabytes a day to burn and I'm burning 75 of them staying sober. Now I got 25 right. left for gratitude and family yep. and, and all that. Well, exactly. less and less do I had to burn energy actually. And some of it, you know, like the book says, are being becoming a working part of the mind. I don't, you know, some becomes habit and natural. And it becomes a way of being rather than me having to actually apply it, so to speak. You know, like waking up and praying in the morning is not something I have to like remember to do anymore. <laughs> it, exactly. it's, it's, it's become a natural thing to do in the morning. Uh, uh, it's interesting as a, a, you know, and I don't, that, that whole, I listened to a lot of guys when I was two and three years sober and talking about how hard year five was. You know, and, uh, there's an, and, and I didn't find that to be so for me. Uh, maybe six is going to be harder since this uh, pandemic's around. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to manifest that on myself. I like, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Billy said to me, whatever, every time he says somebody, somebody says how many, they, he always says that, that this is going to be the hardest one. No matter what you tell him, you know, <laughs> 27 years sober. Oh, that's the hardest one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, one of the things I did want to touch on besides all this pandemic stuff, because that's one of the things I'm almost getting wore out on talking about it, but it's a hard thing not to talk about. You know, I gave a lead, yeah, we, I gave a completely different lead at TSSR the other night. And it was like, yeah. I didn't, it's like, I didn't even give it. Was I on mute when I did that? Because yeah. <laughs> uh, nobody, uh, well, actually one person really touched on what I, what my lead was. The rest of it was uh, the state of the nation. It's a new thing and people, I mean, there's a, a lot of people uh, right now that haven't really gone through anything difficult, you know, as a, as a, a nation, yeah. right? Nationally, this is the first thing that's ever going to be the one thing that they remember, you know, like I remember 9-11 and I remember exactly where I was when it happened. This is going to be a thing for a lot of people now that this is what, you know, they look back on and. I remember where I was when that happened, but yeah, you know, that's what you look back at these events that happened, you know, I mean, like I'm, when I I was, I'm old enough to remember the, some, having some, um, some of the cold war stuff hitting my perimeter when I was a kid and seeing it on the news, you know, about, you know, and and having this fear that Russ and Russia were going to be lobbing nuclear bombs at one another. And there was some TV show like the final day. I can't remember what it was called, but it was the nuclear end of the world. Yeah. And, uh, and it did have me scared uh, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, you know, I, I, I didn't want to be scared about it. And everybody, mom and dad kept telling me that wasn't a problem. And, it, and you know, and I, and I don't really, that's one of them that sticks in my head, you know, obviously the whole, uh, and, and this is a little bit different, but, but still had a, a nationwide concern at a high level, the, uh, the whole Y2K thing. Oh, yeah. The year 2000 was going to turn, <laughs> you know, and, and it really was, it was real, right? I mean, coming into it, or at least yeah. they had us convinced it was real. 
you know, it was kind of, yeah. it was a, it sure was a big uh, pop and fizzle. Uh, Cause nothing really came from it except for, I think there was a pretty nice economy boost on the front end of it from people buying shit to uh, stock up. The, uh, you know, we've had the things of, uh, you know, a few years ago was terrorism, you know, that was going to, yeah. you know, we're going to be, you, oh, buckle up, get your amp, polish up your ammo, leave your rifles. They're on yeah. their way. You yeah, know, like yeah we had some events, you know, and some things happened and, you know, 9-11 and, and that. And, uh, but overall, you know, none of those things really had a long lasting effect. Yeah, this is the new thing for sure. I mean, I don't think this is, I mean, really, I don't think this is that surprising. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like we have been told and I don't know that, uh, you know, infectious diseases are going to be a thing that we have to really worry about. I mean, super bugs to worry about. I mean, this is going to be a, a thing that we'll have to uh, face going forward. But um, like anything else, we'll get through it. This too yeah. shall pass. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can definitely spend a lot. We are, this again, like I keep coming back to this. We're so lucky that, you know, we don't have to worry about so many things. So, you know, we get to focus on, you know, this, we get to make a, you know, a mountain out of a molehill because yeah, we can't, we, yeah. because we don't have, we got most of our, our luxuries are already taken care of for us. And then, you know, something yeah, like this comes along. It's like, Oh yeah, I got something to do now. Yeah. I, have a, I need, at least I, need I got a, some purpose this morning. <laughs> I need a bone to chew on. So, but not to say that it isn't serious. This is serious. And I feel like we should take it that serious and, and, um, you know, wash your hands. Don't cough in your neighbor's face and, uh, be careful but uh other than that, i don't think we have to talk about it anymore if you don't want to yeah well, <laughs> I know, i'm tired I'm of talking about it too. yeah uh and i and and yeah and i i don't mean i don't want to talk about it but there is a little exhaustion level on the topic you know and how far i'm gonna beat it up right yeah. uh, and then also well, we're, how doing far, this, we're, we're doing this on zoom so there you go i mean we're, how, how we're, uh we're being responsible and you know uh, even the places i go for some distraction that's what they're talking about, right? All my favorite podcasts, all my, you know, uh, every place I go, uh, that's what's, that's what's going on. Um, I'm not, uh, uh, well, only time will tell. And uh, except for in the areas that I'm being somewhat forced to operate differently, I'm really not operating that different than I would day to day anyway. Uh, I'm yeah, still it's... going out and working. I still, I went to Fargo yesterday and did a fist step. Uh, I went to the park on Saturday or Saturday. Um, you know, this whole school thing is going to change. You know, I went in there to ask the kids yesterday, uh, you know, you got a handle cause today's back after spring break, right? Yeah. You got a handle on what you're supposed to be doing school wise. And uh, of course, D Carissa tells me yes. And I believe her and Dustin tells me yes. And I ain't so sure. <laughs> so we've got to stop us because they've been on spring break and they've been staying up as late as they want to stay up. And Dustin will play at Xbox till four o'clock in the morning. Oh man. Or later sometimes. So one morning I got up at five thirty and he was still up. Oh god. And, uh, yeah. And I said, Well, we're gonna have to end that, buddy. Uh we're gonna get back on a regular schedule here. Spring break is actually over. Uh mm -hmm. I think was uh school's out for summer. Uh mm -hmm. the old Alice Cooper song, I think they think spring break is forever. Uh yeah, and so he goes, I said, So we're gonna start. He goes, Well, what do you mean? I said, I don't know, like midnight. And he looked at me like that ain't gonna work. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I thought, well, that's pretty is that, is that too early or too late? Yeah, too early. And I said, so like, what, you know, what do you think? Because I do try to like, 
give my kids some latitude a little bit. You know, I'm not looking to rule with an iron hand anymore. I used to try and control my kids at that level, but uh, I gave up on that long with this lesson thing with sobriety, just how little power I actually have with them, really. Uh, and he said, I don't know, you know, three. I hardly ever stay up past three or four. <laughs> I was like, uh, of course, this morning I woke up and uh, and it was 4.30 and he was still in there with the lights on. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because he told me he would shut it down early. So I let him have the rope and he didn't do that. So uh, I guess I'll have to get in the get in the phone and turn on the restrictions and unplug yeah. the Xbox at some reasonable hour. He said school. I don't have to be at school until one. Apparently going to do video conferencing in school, too. Yep. Yeah, they are. So it's going to be Teresa. My wife's a teacher, so she's she's getting ready to uh, figure out how she's going to teach our classes virtually. I don't know. This is a little sad. And then, and then so we've, we've got like, uh, I've got, I'm working from home and then we've got our kids here because we're not putting them daycare right now. Yeah. So it's like, how are we going to take turns working? I don't know. <laughs> this is. A, yeah. Cause it's not like your kids like mine. Mine are at the age that they entertain themselves and almost just as well not have me around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yours, yours require your attention, especially Rumi. She's uh, you know, well, yeah. they both do, but obviously she's a baby still. Yeah. Ezra less so as long as we get, you know, as long as he can keep keep watching the the shows on uh, on uh, Amazon Fire or whatever, but uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's, yeah, yeah. So, man, uh, moving on to the topic of recovery, and I know this is all topics of this health recovery today is trying to figure out how to navigate this world. It's just gotten particularly uh, different for us. Like I said, kind of got settled into this routine, had something working for me, and now that uh, that routine's kind of, I'm um, going to have to find a new routine uh, or an adjust, adjusted routine, not really a new one. Uh, so, July, you celebrated two years. You're working on three, right? right just a minute, because, I, hell, I forgot how close we are. We're closer to July than we are from July. Uh, yeah, we are. This time just clicks along so damn fast. Uh, it's crazy. I guess that would have put. Let's see. I'll count that up real quick. So you were 15 months over whenever you were on the podcast the first time. So you're uh, damn near twice that much. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, time and uh, you know I watch these people like you, uh, fortunate and blessed uh, that that. that higher power or luck maybe put us in each other's lives <laughs> and uh and then get to watch guys that actually do the deal and and implement these principles in their lives and then like just by accident all these uh lucky i'll just keep using that because i'm okay with that term actually i just was kind of like what it, sometimes i think luck is like you got to roll the dice and the four a seven pops up you know or uh it's a little bit a little bit it is a little open to interpretation uh, but um, to w- to watch all these things happen in your life, and then the other thing, like my my sponsor always told me, and I didn't understand it when he t- first laid out the ground rules that when these things start happening to you, one of the requirements is uh, one of the ground rules is you got to share the juice with me, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so we pass. You know, I-, I need my tank filled here and there, and it would it seems completely natural to me now to do that stuff. I'm always hollered at my sponsor you know i uh, got home from doing that fifth step yesterday and uh i know one of my duties is is to report to him how it went <laughs> uh, 
share the juice. And you've always done a really good job of that too. And just call me up or send me a text. Hey man, I got some juice to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so there's been a lot of cool things happened to you since that podcast. Uh, and I know one thing too, uh, I bet you can relate to this. If you knew you just had to be telling this story, you'd have kept better track. No, I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to, I should drop down because he's going to ask me what happened. I saw he picked up his pen. Uh, I know a couple things is, is uh, that you've been sponsoring at least one guy, and I know there's more than that, but I know one was on the podcast, and he's been seeing these fruits of his labor, and that's even more juice from, like, from my standpoint to watch, you know, watch you get this thing and then you get it and then have some, you give it away to somebody else. And then I get to have that guy on the podcast and I can hear him yeah. and how his life has changed, you know, and it really yeah. is a ripple effect where you feel, you know, uh, cause I've never, you know, I never really felt like I made a difference in the world, to be honest. And I, at one point in my life, I didn't give a shit if I did or not really. Uh, yeah. I'm not here to make a difference. I ain't no role model. Uh, right. when, when that one basketball players said that, I can't remember which one of those, uh, Charles, sounds, Bark- sounds, Charles Barkley right. or somebody like that. Uh, or maybe it was uh no what's the other one the one that was on the bulls team with uh jordan yeah i think he might have been the one that 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 said that i'm not sure but uh so now that i caught you with your pants down and you're trying to figure out what's been going on uh, (laughs) just share freely period about what your what you know what life's like it don't have to be events we don't that's not what we're uh yeah um life is another baby yeah, life is good. Life is good. Life is uh, definitely, I don't know, it's happening. Let's, let's all say that. Um, I, I'm having fun, though, man. This, that's more than anything. If I look back over the past, you know, two and a half years, three years, uh, almost three years, it has been so much fun. <clears throat> I've just had a blast doing uh, doing stuff. You know, it. I don't know how to say it. This is this is the life um, that I never knew I always wanted to have, you know, that's doing this, uh, this, I would call it work because I feel like it is a, a, a job, you know, it's a new, I have a new employer. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I just, I love every, every minute of it, even the difficult things and the, the you know, like, this is uh, a back to the damn pandemic, uh, but this is a real thing that's happening, you know, and I hesitate to say this, but this is the truth. Like, I'm just, I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of things that I, there's a lot of things that I worry about, of course, but there's nothing that I really, really worry about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these, is, I said, when this first came to be, uh it hit me that you know uh the other little things like a little struggle at work or a unforeseen bill or whatever all those things uh were really practiced for times like these uh, it it just hit me like a hammer that you know i'm uh i'm uh for the past 5 years i've been practicing these principles maybe for when this hit mhm so that I had a foundation to be able to go through this uh, with some, uh, in a healthy manner, with some, with some grace and some gratitude and not the, uh, not the panic I see 
in some places. I, you, you said you didn't go to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store. You said you've been doing a click list thing or whatever, right, to pick up. Yeah. I, I've been going in the grocery store. Uh, and I went in uh, yesterday morning. Actually, on the way, I was grabbing up some food to take to that fifth step. And uh, and 50% of the people in the grocery store were wearing masks. Right. You know, and there was some time ago where I was in Asia a lot. And a big chunk of people over there wear masks out in the public all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a regular thing. Right. And to walk into one of our grocery stores, you know, here locally, and see that many people wearing masks uh, was a little surreal. Except we got designer, you know, some of our people, they got designer masks. You know, I seen one guy had one of these masks on that had like the teeth in the front of it, you know, the in his mouth. Yeah. It had some big uh, <laughs> skeleton teeth or something. Well, uh, why not? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just a bit surreal. So uh, you've changed your job. Hey, Bruno, no. That's where I want to get with some of the Zoom stuff. Is up that, of course, Bruno bothers me out in the wood shop too. It's uh, I think uh, Christopher was telling LJ what to expect when he came to the podcast. He said, "Well, at one point the air compressor is going to kick on." <laughs> He's got to get up, turn that off, and at some other point, uh, the heat's going to need to be adjusted, and uh-huh. then uh, and then Bruno's going to be knocking at the door. He's going to oh, have to wow. do something about Bruno. And I'm like, well, and you know that day with LJ, I don't think not a one of those things happened. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> they got predicted, so they're not going to happen. No. Um, you've changed jobs. You've uh, had a baby. Yep. Um, doing a lot of work around the house. You made a lot. Your house looks like a different house to some extent. <clears throat> yeah, we've, we've uh, you know, it's like all those projects that we uh, started seven years ago that never got done uh, have gotten done. <laughs> yeah. I remember the basement and you're sitting in it. Uh, yeah. I remember coming down there a couple of times early on when it did look like uh, something that had, had begun. <laughs> yeah, it was like one half-ass wall that had been, you know, that was my life that you just start something and then never finish it. But, yeah. And that they, still happens a little bit. Cause <laughs> that's just the way. Yeah. yeah it goes, but stuff definitely gets. Yeah. But more you know, things are getting done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, one of the bigger, it, for me personally, the, 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 you know, I don't know if my wife would be the person to tell you if this is actually true or not, but I feel like for me, like the promises that I make to myself, I keep today. You know, and that's definitely something that has changed. I used to never do what I said I was going to do. Now I, I tend to get those things done, and uh, everything else just kind of falls into place. But you know, that's just one, one little thing. Well, yeah, one, one little thing, and that's it's, it gets to be tough. Uh, that's why I was really. Uh, <laughs> uh, Grateful that my sponsor encouraged me to start making them lists of things. Because uh, I even start to put, you know, what to a lot of people would be some relatively minor things uh, on my list, on my miracle list. Uh, because otherwise I'm going to forget them. And, and when I say that thing about if I knew I was going to take if I knew I was going to tell the story, I kept better, better track. Yeah, in yeah. some regard, I have started keeping better track. Uh, yeah, because things go by and you forget, and it becomes normal. And you've shared that in the meeting too. That these things, you know, that you, I mean, you're saying one time I took a little offense to it, but I, I understood your point. Same kind of way when uh, these other things, like the privilege thing, I'll 
bulkhead initially. Yeah. Uh, I call, I, uh, it goes right in line with that thing that Bob Earl says is that when something's working for you or you got something you like and you try to share it with me, I instantly reject it. And I still I know, do that. I know what you're going to, you're going to say too. Yeah. I remember this meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember and, uh, the, I remember the look on your face I, when I said it. <laughs> I caught a, uh, I caught a, uh, Caught myself doing it yesterday when we were on the way back from that fist step and I got offered a piece of candy, a cough drop, a honey cough drop. Yeah. And I said, no, thank you. And I was like, you dummy. And I even said it out loud. I go, yes, I do. I do what one of them. And I said, you know, yeah. that's exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. And I instantly go, no. She had a whole bag mm -hmm. of them. It wasn't like I took her last one. It wasn't, right. you know, <laughs> it was, uh, but yeah, when you said the miracle thing, it is, I, but I do understand what you were saying in that meeting that uh, we, uh, it becomes normal. Things that happen for us in, uh, I guess, you know, some of the, some of the words I've heard from other spiritual teachings are like the universe working for my good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I get aligned, when my compass needle is pointed towards my true north and I'm in the flow of life, uh, good things happening to me are no longer a miracle. They become a normal occurrence. And, uh, yeah and i think that too like your your idea of what a miracle is evolves and it should right like yeah. like uh whenever i woke up and um didn't want to go to the liquor store the first thing i was whenever that wasn't the first thought that was a fucking miracle right right yep now it's like if i woke up and thought about going to the liquor store i'd be fucking pissed yeah. like what the, what happened you know, so it's a new, it's a new, uh, new way of new being experience. Yeah. It says, this is a surprise. This is a, a welcome surprise. It seems like something I could never have before, no matter how hard I tried. Well, it's a freaking miracle. And then if we do this the right way, if we do the, the work, uh, the way it's laid out for us, if we do it that way, these miracles become everyday experiences so yeah. less like miracles but it's still like I, I i am not somebody who can stop drinking yet here i am uh just carrying on completely sober without a thought about how to do it that is a bit of a miracle like i didn't i didn't do that you know and we do lose sight of that sometimes and i think that's why it's so important to take uh, a daily inventory uh, for me it's always focused on gratitude i mean gratitude is the one thing that i have just that has just given me the uh, like on the worst day possible i can be grateful and be okay you know yeah and that's and, exactly uh, that's uh, that's in line with the way i was thinking you know it actually becomes more important for me to be making sure I'm keeping that gratitude on the front burner because I begin to think this stuff is normal and I can lose my gratitude for it mm -hmm. uh, by, by not actually honoring my recovery and where I'm at right. in life today, especially compared to where I was. And uh, that's also one of the things about, you know, I think that's one of the key components about continuing to hang around AA because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is a piece of me and I'm not so sure about this. So everybody, you know, take a breath for a minute. Don't flip. There's a piece of me that says, I don't know that I necessarily need to keep on coming back as much as I'm coming back. Definitely, but, yeah. but, but one of the things is, is that I think I need to, because if I'm not like, doing that, keeping it green and staying around people who are still struggling and early in recovery, uh, that makes it a lot easier for me to forget about how it used to be for me. Cause I really yeah. down the pike here for a while, man, that other me 
five, six years ago, those memories pop up on Facebook. My okay. uh, one popped up yesterday when I land, when I was in Bangkok at the beginning of my last debauch. Mm-hmm. Uh, my divorce had just been final. And like five days later, I was on a plane to Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, and I was like, not, I was like, yeah, I was like 90 days sober. Yeah. Uh, I'd been in treatment treatment for the first seven days, six days of 2014. I had like 90 days sober, uh, and, and my divorce final. And I jumped on a plane to Bangkok and, uh, I don't think it was that looking back now, I don't think it was possible for me to, my, my recovery to survive that. Uh, no. that, 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 yeah. no. I mean, but at the time I thought I could do it right I told myself yeah. I will I stayed sober for four days in Thailand Chase don't tell me uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when when that day four hit impressive. yeah I thought it was damn impressive I sit down there uh, and watch those guys drink beer for four days after work and finally said uh, give me a glass yeah they have these uh, they drink it in on ice out of a big wine bottle sized beer bottle and they just you buy them and pass, pass them around Mm. And, uh, and fill up your little glass with ice and beer. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I would pass on the glass and pass on the glass and then boom. But just like always in my, my history always shown that once I put that in me, I was off to the races, you know, uh, you know, next thing I'm on the back of scooters riding all over Bangkok, uh, <laughs> getting yeah. uh, blasted and not making it to work in the next day. And, uh, <laughs> it's just like home, but yeah. those memories pop up and I, and I kind of giggle with those too. Cause those will give me little reminders of what it used to be like. And when I get those ones past the five year mark, uh, they usually ring some bell. Cause you know, I usually roasted and putting some dumb shit on Facebook and, uh, <laughs> and now Facebook yeah. is reminding me that I, that I did. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah. But staying around sponsoring new guys and staying around to circle back to that, that's why that's important to me. And, and, and I mean, I do the fellowships important to me and hanging out with my buddies and the dudes that, and honoring the people that uh, helped me get where I'm at today by continuing to keep coming back. You know, that was something that always landed on me about people like Becky and Big Jim and some of these other people, you know, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but those two in particular, every time I came back, they were both there. You know, so when they were saying keep coming back, I saw that they actually were demonstrating it, you know, because you can say it. That's one thing, right? But if yeah. I come back and you ain't keeping coming back, well, I'm real quick. My disease is real quick going to find me an excuse not to come back. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we do this by example, you know, that's how it's done. Yeah, I like in uh, Mankind, they always do stuff and they say, let me model that. And they will actually, you know, so when they're doing something, uh, somebody will use those terminology. They say, here, I will model. And then now I got something to watch, somebody to watch and somebody to follow. And you know, that's what we do here too, right? Although we don't say that, we say here, I will model what it looks like to live sober. Yeah, that's what it works. And uh, and you watch me and I'll help you. (laughs) Yeah. I even remember, you know, in college, I would, um, I never could, I was a horrible student and I could never study really by myself. And so I'd always go to the library and then you walk in and you see other people study and it's like oh yeah okay that's what you do <laughs> you gotta see some i have to see it i need to i need to show me first and then you know i want to mention something can we go back for a second i want to absolutely mention, brother we are not we were, on a on we were talking about we were talking about um you know those miracles and and, and gratitude um and how 
like that kind of idea of what a miracle is changes as we go along. Cause it's uh, like, I, I just remember, I keep having this thought of, uh, you know, like what my morning looked like. And it was always, you know, wake up and, and, and drink first or, you know, go to the liquor store if I didn't have any or whatever. And uh, whenever that stopped happening, that was, that was like a miracle. And I think in that meeting that we were talking about that, that you uh, balked at what I said <laughs> was uh, because I, I, because I said that it's, it's not necessarily a miracle that we do what we're supposed to, to do. Like, like I don't, I don't think today that I need some sort of pat on the back for right. not not going to the liquor store this morning and going to work instead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what yeah. you're, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, you don't always get a, uh, you don't get a cookie for doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, however, I do think that it, you know, we can do that for ourselves, but we also have to continue to to push ourselves and. One of the things that I think has worked so well for me in this, uh, you know, sponsee sponsor relationship is that it is a, you know, it's less of a, um, I don't know the words. It's like you, you do get some attaboys for doing what you're supposed to be doing, but the, it's more of like a challenge group of guys that mm -hmm. that, yeah. I'm, that I'm that I'm looking for, and that I have found in like our group and. Um, you know, you especially or somebody who can, you know, I've talked to you about some things and you'll be like, well, I don't know about that. You're not always going to tell me what I want to hear. Yeah. And that's, that's what I want. And that's what I try to model for, you know, my sponsees. And because look, we, we, we do a good job, you know, of telling ourselves good job for doing the right. things that we, we should do. Like, Hey, you didn't get drunk today. Good job. And the same, in the same light, it's like, can be better like you you weren't supposed to get drunk today you idiot you know yeah uh, so your miracles should evolve they should change your what is amazing to you at least that is my hope for myself that's my hope for my sponsees and, and everybody really like i hope that your miracles get harder you know i hope whatever is happening in your life continues to be challenged and therefore you know Therefore, it grows. It gets better. If we don't challenge what we think a miracle is, then, I mean, being okay just to wake up and not get drunk is the miracle. That's it. Yeah. That's all you get. But we've always said, <clears throat> I want more. In my opinion, the recipe for more is to challenge what we think is amazing in yeah. our lives. Well, the same miracle day after day after day is not no longer a miracle. Uh, yeah. It might have been in the beginning, but it, 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 you can't say uh but just you can't you know it, it just no longer becomes that so yeah you're right you know that's all that behind that concept of continue that uh in our deal continue to improve your conscious contact i like to stop there today because i don't because i can improve my conscious contact lots of places uh continue to add to the things in my life that that that, that uh bring quality to my life add to things that'll do that uh you know i'm not really you know, one of the other things is, you know, it kind of can sometimes look like this deal where you're doing this stuff. And, and I had to be real careful about that. I watched myself uh, because it was part of my old traits was doing things that I knew you would like to see me do, you know, that you would give me yeah. accolades about, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. and, and, uh, and I got to be real careful nowadays that I'm not like I'm behaving in that same uh, 
uh, on those same principles there that, that, that I'm doing things that, uh, that truly do bring me an inner peace and an inner joy and an inner feeling of accomplishment and stuff, not mm-hmm. things necessarily so that you'll say good job, Dan. Yep. And I do a lot of things that are in the face of people and, uh, and, and I know that, you know, well, it's come to light lately, you know, some of it gets looked at from a different angle sometimes than what I'm hoping, you know, than what I want to project. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's not for that outer stuff anymore. Uh, it's not to, you know, impress my father. So he thinks I'm successful. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, if that comes along with it, okay. But that's right. not my aim today is not to please these other people. Cause at one point it was really what, what it all was is just to fool these other people <laughs> into yeah. thinking I was okay. Uh, I gotta, I gotta really, and, and you know, it's another sixth sense thing we have around our rooms and stuff. You know, when people come to you and they're in the, you know, you know they're not really okay, sure, uh, yeah. but but they look like they are, or you know, uh, and you can see it on the face of the people you know pretty well too. You know, you can not even really oh, have, yeah. have them say much. You can look over and go, "Sums up with him at the moment." Uh, yeah, well, I mean, well, we get really good at, at at masking that and letting everybody see us be okay. But you know, I was gee, I did that all the time. I was always, you know, my primary focus was to make sure that I looked okay. Yeah, I was like hurting so bad all the time it was just miserable even like physically hurting like it was painful to keep up that uh you know like i'd go to the gym half popped you know drunk in the gym just trying to uh, i made it in there today you all saw me right, right. <laughs> like, yeah see i'm okay uh, see yeah i'm okay oh it's horrible uh, but it's got funny anyway. some level uh, there's a lot of places i look at myself where i used to be like ultra that way uh and uh how i've let down my guard in some of those kind of places you know uh my hair's wilder and shit most days today <laughs> and, uh, and that would have that would have to, well it's still back from uh like having just woke back. up at the moment <laughs> uh, it won't be that way for long it's just because i'm sitting still it's just yeah. it happens it's it's just left over from <laughs> uh just brushing it once i get out and moving around uh yeah. my headphones are holding it back too but some days I look and I go, God dang, dude, man, get a haircut. <laughs> and now yeah. I'm screwed because I can't. I'm going to have to find somebody. Uh, yeah. The barbershops are even closed. What a time to let your hair grow out. Just take it off, man. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to do that right now. I'm going to check out some long hair. I realized the other day I felt it going down my back. I was like, whoa, man, my hair's all the way down to my vertebrae, spoken out of, back of, out of my back. Uh, but what I'm oh, you in, in uh, yoga teacher training, they kind of one of the things that one of the they were, we were giving each other feedback and uh and somebody said to me as a you know and it was all constructive stuff and you know you can take it or leave it you know it's not meant to be barbs but it stuck because it landed that hard and i still remember today somebody told me allow yourself to be messy dan yeah because uh, that's something i tend to not allow myself because that's back to your point you know if i look messy then you know y'all gonna know i'm a mess Right. Uh, and I can't, I can't have that even after some years of sobriety, uh, those old teachings of trying to look like something I'm not. And they were really talking about my practice because I was trying to be, you know, perfect, trying to, yeah. trying to do shit just exactly perfect rather than just flow and just do it. Yeah. Uh, allow myself to be a little bit messy. Definitely. I think there's a, there's a lot to be said about, um, 
allowing yourself to to make mistakes and you know roll roll through them so that's one of the i got any beautiful things about this uh you know the 12 steps are more than just maybe if you allow them they become more than just getting sober and staying sober it becomes uh if you really put these principles to work in your life it is very much a um a meditative practice in living right yeah, you know right. and it's like I, I you know one of the things that i always re- i realize now is that i i didn't have a drinking problem i had a living problem and it was so much focused on you know the way that i lived that i forgot to actually do it like live <laughs> you know these uh these principles allow us to just freaking do it you know take action faith without works is dead and if we don't do the the work that it takes to to live we're never going to get to experience that fully it's just like a half-assed fake version of it when we get a little bit messy that's how you know too you're really doing it you're really living now, if, you're not, think about, if you're not allowing yourself to make mistakes and, and you know if that's something then you're not stretching yourself either you know, exactly. if you're stretching yourself, you're going to hit some malls and you're going to bump, you're going to bump your head and, and scratch your knee up and, and whatnot in life. You know, and if you're playing a little too safe, uh, there's no growth in that. You can't grow without yeah. doing a little stretching. And that's something that I've, you know, learned being a parent. It's like, you know, there's not a single day that I wake up and it's, you know, it, this is good. This is how I wanted it to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think about this is going to be really great. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get the kids dressed. We're going to make it here on time. And then, you know, Ezra's got swimming lessons and we're going to get there on time. He's going to get dressed just perfectly. It'll be great. With and a then, smile on his face. And Yeah. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm like, you know, wrestling a three-year-old into a car seat. And this is a f- effing <laughs> muffed up day already. And, uh, it just doesn't go. It doesn't go the way I, I want it to. And, and then I, and then that's when I suddenly realized <laughs> that all those meetings that I went to when I wasn't really doing it, and these people were talking about how to get through stuff like that, they actually um, were on to something. I used to be, you know, early in recovery or, you know, trying to get sober. I'd go to meetings and somebody would be talking about how some little thing pissed them off. And I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with getting sober? You know, when they're yeah. talking about the traffic lights pissed them off. And I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ, maybe you're the asshole. If you're still worried about traffic lights <laughs> you know, or some shitty driver. But, you know, the more we do this stuff, I'm, I'm like, OK, it makes sense because I had a living problem. I didn't have a drinking problem. I just, you know, the drinking was a, a symptom of me trying to fix, manage and control my life. It's that process of letting go, you know, there's a ton of paradoxes in this, uh, lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And they, one of the, the, the main, one of the main ones is, is letting go of all this stuff. And then you just, once you do that, you get a better grip. Yeah. And that's such a uh, loose concept too, because like, okay, tell me how to let go. Yeah. Well, I can't really, uh, yeah. I can tell you how to practice a lot of things that will help you let go, mm-hmm. but I, I can't tell you how to let go. Uh, letting go is like a byproduct of uh, doing this stuff. And when you're early on, you do not have, the, we frankly don't have the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as time goes by and we practice these principles, uh, uh, that, 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 uh, whatever that elusive uh, letting go uh, term is, uh, 
it comes. I love, I keep on finding myself bouncing into Bob Earl lately. Uh, more talks, it seems to come in and out. And uh, all the recovery, online recovery communities, or most of them seem to be like, uh, like thriving under these current conditions. Uh, you know, it's causing people to go there to get their stuff where maybe they didn't have to before, you know, to be into contact with other people. So it's livened up some things. And there's a Facebook page that's uh, dedicated to the memory of Bob Earl. And people are posting tapes and things like that on there. But, you know, he, I love when he talks about letting go. And he one of his talks about, you know, uh, having a problem with the dude. And somebody said, well, you just got to let it go. And he's like, well, first I'm going to go in and I'm going to punch the wall a few times and I'm going to kick and scream and uh, I'm going to take a wiffle back ball bat out to, and that's one of the things he likes to do, takes a wiffle ball bat to his punching bag and release that energy. And I'm going to scream and yell, and then I'm going to go tell that person, my speak my truth to that person and tell them just exactly how they've affected me. And then I will go home and I will pray about it and then I'll let it go. You know, so he's talking yeah. about, yeah, he's going to go do some things. <laughs> and I really do love that whole expression. It's a mankind thing. And, and it's something that my sponsors taught me to do. It's not really a, a recovery tool. But for me, I have to exert some energy when I have something that's bumping me like that, something that hits me in life rather than just let it go. And and I had to physically let it go, you know, and, and, and I can't do it in a, you know, some people actually release it actually through the regular exercise practice or that kind of thing have to do more of like a targeted aim at that particular thing. And that might mean screaming in the car. Uh, it might be out in the, sh- out in the wood shop. It, it might take some physical activity to, to do that. But I have to do something to actually physically ring that energy, physically and, and usually verbal for me also, uh, physically and verbally express that out uh, in order to get to, to then – be able to let it go. It, yeah, definitely. I, I do all those things. I mean, I have to, I mean, you know how serious I am about working out. That is like one of the areas that I put that energy into. Like I just, I'm going to stack up the weight and like, if this doesn't crush me, I'll, I'll be stronger afterwards. And it is like the thing that I'm pissed off about is what I'm, what I'm lifting, you know, it's a, or, uh, you know, I got a punching bag in there and that thing, I just go, whale on it and whatever it is i write a lot too i journal it out like so a big part of me man is like you know dealing with other people especially people that i think are stupid and uh you know it's like i I need i need them to know that they're stupid (laughs) right Right. like i I just i I need you to know i need you to feel your stupidity Uh, is like a thing that i'm experiencing dealing with certain people and like that's (laughs) right I, i know that that's that's not how I should behave or live or, or it's not even worthwhile. Like once they do actually know, cause I've experienced that too. Once I've made somebody feel stupid, then I feel bad. Right, <laughs> like that, yeah. that didn't work either. I don't feel better. So I write it down, you know, write, write yep. it out. It, Definitely another way to get that expressed out, you know, and, and it can yeah. come in the form of journaling. Uh, that's something I've never really picked up. I know it's something that you've done and some other people that I work with have done it and I encourage it. I think it's an awesome way to express yourself and to get some of that energy out. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the same, uh, has the same uh, type of energy as like what our four step inventory has. Yeah, exactly. It's the magic about writing that out. That, yep. that there are some, that, you know, and again, it's uh, can't tell you why or how, but I just yeah. know that it does work. 
I do it in the morning and I do it in the evening just to, you know, and even if I don't have a lot to start with, I'll, I'll do three things. I'll do something that I'm grateful for in the morning. And then I'll do something that has been going uh, poorly or something that I need to improve in my life. So there's a bit of like self-criticism and then I'll write down three or so things that went well, like, so three successes. Yeah. And that'll get me started. Usually in one of those three things, there's, the there's something that it's going to, you know, that I'll have to uh, work on there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. A, that's just something that's been helpful for me to get, get that stuff out. Yep. Prime's the pump. It's not unlike this podcast. You know, you got to kind of get the wheel started and just make some shit up and start blabbing before some content will actually uh, start flowing of any value. <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, like, look, none of that stuff has to do with drinking or doing drugs either you know none of it has to do most of that stuff never has anything to do with which is something that I, this is so at two and a half years uh sober going into this program i thought you know you go into aa and um or any I'm sorry any recovery meeting for example and you, you think you're gonna figure out how to stop doing this and it hasn't really i mean you do, you do stop, but then you get to begin the work, you know, so after, after you get sober, stop drinking, then you get to start the, the real work of what recovery is. Yeah. And that, you mentioned this at the beginning, that, that continues on and it's not something that you stop. You can't because then we inevitably do revert back in, into our old habits that inevitably lead us into yeah. the drinking again. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just you know, this, this work that we do is not, um, it's, it's not like I, I don't go about not drinking all day. I really don't do that at all, you know, and that's the gift of this program because that'd be freaking miserable. If that's, if I was just not drinking all the time, I would just be like, F this, I'm going to drink, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is not gonna, not gonna work out well. I trailed off there. I had a thought that I was trying to pull back in, but I can't. Uh, There's a line in a book that mirrors what you just said, you know, and it says, uh, "We believe the cessation of our drinking is only a beginning." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like Earl H says, this thing goes so far beyond not doping and drinking. It's unreal, you know. That you think, like you said, you think I believed in the beginning. That's what my aim was. I really did, yeah. but that's the only thing I could focus on. You know, I mean, it was the big giant elephant in the room, right? Uh, I had to squeeze that damn elephant out of the damn living room before I had any room to have any guests over. Uh, guests are the other piece of life that I was missing, yeah. and it is until I get that out of the way, and that's one of the things I see. You know, like like right now, I have somebody in my perimeter, and it's my distant perimeter, but I get it gets tossed in my lap all the time that has all these problems. Well, I know what the problem really is. You know, yeah. really, this person really only has one problem right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, uh, the people around him and himself want to blame work, uh, the pandemic, uh, you know, any number of other things going on that, that are anything problems. Else. Anything yeah. else. I really yeah. do. I, I take a great, I, I have a piece of joy in me that, uh, that I just giggle about is that, you know, I would rather be diagnosed with cancer than be labeled alcoholic i would rather have like schizophrenia or bipolar or have some kind of psych diagnosis 
diagnosis right. than been have been labeled alcoholic. Now that's in the past, you know. I'm speaking from a right. back, you know. And you know, and I listened to somebody talking about a major company in our uh, here, a major. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but a big company here in Louisville that sends a lot of people to rehab and those people will get themselves self-directed into the psych ward. Uh, Cause that's where they went to go get, you know, well, one thing, and the guy told me the other day, he goes, well, you know, one of the reasons why that is, don't you? And I go, well, they won't face their alcoholism first off, you know, that's, and he goes, well, actually, yeah, that, I get that. He said, but uh, when you go to psych, they don't drug test you. <laughs> uh, hmm. That's an interesting thing, but it's interesting. They would rather go over and deal with the uh, potentials of having a psychiatric disorder than to stop the intake of some chemical. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. We are, we are crazy people. Yeah, we are. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, it goes along that same thing of, uh, of, uh, yeah, damn it. I lost it. I had it and I lost it. Go ahead. And I remember I remember what I was uh, thinking about with all that <clears throat> earlier. So I remember when I first came into uh, the program, like the, uh, you know, you fight this thing, you fight the inevitability. Like once, so I, I mean, I knew I was an alcoholic a long time ago, right? I, you know, I knew that I pretty much accepted it and it was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I'm still not going to quit drinking, you know? And, uh, you know, you so you start coming in the meetings and you you get it thrown in your face and there it is you're not really accepting it and, and you know at some point and i think for me it was really july uh of 2017 and i was like all right i cannot do this anymore so i will accept what i thought was going to be my life which was a shitty you know experience of just not drinking <laughs> and I thought that's what I was going to do. I was just going to not drink and I'll have to figure out a way to be okay with my life sucking. <laughs> Acceptance is the answer to all your problems today. <laughs> right. So, but I thought it was going to be shitty. You know, I thought yeah. I was just going to be like, this is going to suck. And going into a meeting, the biggest fear that I had was that I was going to have to live not drinking anymore. I mean, it wasn't like I knew I had to because I was you know, it was very clear for me, you either keep doing this and go on with nothing. You're losing your wife. You're going to never see your kid again. At that time, I only had one. You're going to lose your job and you're going to, you know, do something along those lines all alone. That's it. Or you can get sober. And for me, that was a grim. It was just two shitty options. You know, I didn't want either one of them. <laughs> so I had to pick one. I picked the the, the grim outlook of I'm gonna have to go be sober with these dickheads, you know. This is gonna suck. These these dorks, they're not, you know, I I'm not even a virgin. How am I gonna hang out with these guys? <laughs> type of thing. And here you are, scared to death of getting sober, right? And that was my biggest fear. That was the the the, the biggest hurdle, uh, not doing that. Once that was removed once I was sober I began to see things differently and that kind of has just never stopped I've never stopped seeing things uh in a brighter better man this is only like fully fully accepting these principles have, has allowed me to uh just have this life that I never knew I always wanted it's what I mentioned when we got started today like that's what this has been 
Yep. It's not what I thought it was going to be. It's not, uh, you know, look, I, I say this a lot too, man. If, if this wasn't better, if this wasn't more fun, if I wasn't having a freaking blast, I'm a selfish person still. Like if I'm not having fun and enjoying the shit out of my life, I'm going to get drunk again. I'm just going to do that. Right. The reason that I haven't, I guess relapsed or I haven't gone backwards is because this is better. Yep. And you know, I put guys like you in my life, uh, you put you in my life and we support each other in a lot of different ways. And it's just allowed for that continuous growth of betterment. Right. Yep. That's what it, like if I don't, if I don't have that, man, I, I'm going to, I'm drinking again. That's it. Yeah. I'm it done settling that way for me. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not half-assing this. This this life, this opportunity, is not gonna get half-assed by me anymore. Yeah. I'm just not gonna not gonna do it. And I think living that way has made things a lot easier because certain things just fall away that don't fit into that model. Mm-hmm. I don't really have to do a lot of taking away of things or kicking people out of my life. It just doesn't fit in, and it just falls away on its own. Yeah. I get to carry on on this path, and the other you know, the bullshit that doesn't fit into that. It's just like it ricochets off. It doesn't fit. It's out. You know, I don't even have to work that hard to remove it. It just doesn't fit. So there's not a lot for me to bitch about it today. You know, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of complaints, you know? Yep. I totally understand what what you're saying. Yeah. It's, uh, and and it, it just, it, but it this sounds a little funny. It keeps on getting easier because of, uh, like you said, things just, when my compass, like I said earlier, when my compass needle is pointed in my true north and I'm walking this walk and I'm in the flow, I don't have to worry about the things like what you were saying. You know, I just begin to like, begin to like decide that, you know, no, I'm not stopping at Taco Bell and McDonald's. And yeah, yeah I'm going to put this nicotine to the side. And mm-hmm. these people over here that are, are not aligning with my principles, I don't really have mm-hmm. to tell them that. I don't have to say you go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just kind of drift off. You know, yeah, it, it just that. begins to flow in my direction. You know, when you were saying something, I want to point out there again, because I like the analogies, you know, not only am I living this life that I really, really love and uh, that, I, you know, I continue to peek around the corner with a smile on my face and optimism of what's coming next to, you know, there's an outlook yeah. in life where today, uh, frankly, I had, you know, and that is a, like, if I look back to where I was and to where I'm at today, optimism and for, uh, uh, for life and enthusiasm for life is something that I never really ever had. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it's, I might it's, be enthusiastic about the next party or the next, whatever, or the next, you know, and I thought that was enthusiasm, but today mm-hmm. it really is a pure enthusiasm for what's around the corner. Yeah. And even this, under this the current process. conditions. Yeah. Uh, even in, even in this situation, it's still the work that I've done so far has prepared me to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's what I've gotten, you know, used to your new normal becomes, I mean, that's how we grow, right? That's how anybody gets better at something. You have to stretch out into an uncomfortable area mm-hmm. for a little while until that area becomes comfortable and then your comfort zone grows like what i'm comfortable with today is something that would have been unfathomable uh two and a half years ago yeah 
you know, I would never have been like comfortable just not knowing like, well, I, I mean, I've, I've changed jobs since I gotten sober, you know, and, um, there's a lot of, you know, there's insecurities there. You know, my wife and I have done some real estate projects that, you know, we've jumped into and there's some insecurities there. We don't know how to do everything we're doing really that well, but we're doing it anyway. And we're getting better at it because of it, because we've gotten comfortable just accepting the fact that we're going to do this uncomfortable and it gets easier. <clears throat> so I don't think that when we do this work properly, it gets any easier. I think we genuinely get stronger. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. I think that as we go on, it's not any easier to be sober. Yeah, you know? right, right. Just but like lifting 50 pounds, 50 pounds didn't get lighter. It didn't get lighter. I it's got the stronger. Same way you got stronger. And that's what happens to us when we do this work. That's what these 12 steps teach us to do, you know, in my opinion. That's yeah. been my experience. I like that analogy. Time. I like that, uh, that thought process on the way this thing goes. You know, uh, we was talking uh, the other day, or I don't remember, the last couple of days I was having a conversation about somebody about how all these other behaviors are like a self-soothing, you know. When you're a kid, you know, one of the things about, like, you know, that you've got a little kid, you know, sometimes you got to let that little kid scream a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So that they will learn to calm themselves. Because if you continually yeah. go in there and calm them, they don't learn to do that, Right. And they have to be, yep. you know, that's, that's that, to, that is at like the, 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 you know, the, the beginning of our creation, you know, that's when we're real little, you know, and, uh, yep. that we begin now, if we're not taught that that can be a real problem, mm -hmm. you know, and then what, to some extent, what's happened to me is what that I went on down through life and I really didn't understand, but, you know, I reached for things to self-soothe when I wasn't comfortable. I needed this. I need to buy new this. I need to drink some of that. I need to smoke some of this, snort some mm -hmm. of that, you know, any number of things, eat some of that, uh, have sex with her, uh, mm -hmm. you know, any number of things that I'm always just like scooping in trying to self comfort rather than just sit into discomfort for a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of this sobriety stuff, like you just said, you know, some of this is actually recognizing that, yes, I'm uncomfortable. Yes, this is going to pass in a little bit. I do not need to reach for something to soothe me right now. Uh, maybe mm -hmm. I need to sit still and meditate for a few minutes. Maybe I need to go to work out a little bit. Maybe I just need to sit here and feel it for a minute. Maybe I need to yeah. cry. Maybe yeah, I need to I'm, scream. I'm a big fan of the... Uh, like no pain, no gain type of attitude, which we, we kind of has gotten to be a not so popular opinion. We've gotten like, you know, you see, I'm going to use workout analogies or training analogies because that's what I do a lot of, but uh, I'm a big fan. Like I, I bet probably most of the time when I'm working out, I'm sore or hurt some kind of way. And, you know, my shoulders hurt. My legs are still sore. I've got, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness from a previous, you know, heavy lift uh, day. If I don't go in there and, and work out when I'm sore, it's, it's always going to be you know, <laughs> difficult. I'm never going to get comfortable doing it when it counts, you know. And that's why, like, I, you know, I was running the other day. And I was, uh, I ran a little bit further than I, I wanted to. 
my calf muscles were just like starting to get really cramped because I hadn't been out in a while. And like, it hit me that I've done this before. I've gone through this difficult thing, this difficult time before. And it, it's like, a, it's just a practice like anything else. You have to get used to doing difficult shit. And that's the difference maker, in my opinion, between, you know, the people who, uh, I guess, have luckier experiences in sobriety, especially, you know, we have to continue to do the difficult things. I mean, that's something you told me that a long time ago, and I like held on to that. And that's been one of my tenets of sobriety. We do difficult things. And if I keep that at the forefront of my, um, I guess, spiritual path, that this is going to be difficult and it's going to be okay. uh, I mean, that's one of the things that's made everything else great. The fact that I focus on the difficult things, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's been, I guess for me, one of the easier ways to, to live, I guess, just to do it, go ahead and just do it difficultly to do the difficult shit. You know, I I mean, I never want to work out most days. I don't want, I don't want to, you know, but I, you know, the more I do it when it sucks, it's, it's easier. It's easier to do when it counts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say, you know, this has been, this is a difficult time, I think for a lot of people. And I feel weird saying this, but this has been easy. Man, this is like this difficult time is this is easy. You know, I feel like I've I've done some difficult shit. You know, getting sober was one of them. That was something I never thought I would be able to do. But you yeah. know, in hindsight, this is not this is a cakewalk compared to some of the shit that I've done in the past three years. I mean and this too shall pass, like everything else, you know, but we have to sit with the difficult, you know thing whatever it is it's usually up in our heads you know that's why meditation i think is so important and we overcomplicate the shit out of that we think we have to do some sort of thing like for me man meditation is just i need to float up off the pillow just sit still just stay for 10 minutes just stay there it's difficult my knees hurt my back is uncomfortable just sit there if you can do that for 10 minutes it's going to make everything else in your day so much easier and it doesn't have to be some complicated thing just do the one thing you don't want to do yeah, that's how I try to simplify meditation for people. And I don't wait till we're at step 11 when I'm working with somebody. One of my very first questions out of the gates, where are you at with prayer and meditation? Because we're going to get you started on both right now. Uh, and I don't care if it's two minutes in the morning for that day. Yeah. Uh, to start, begin. Because yeah. if you don't begin somewhere, uh, I think, uh, listen to some people talk about meditating for an hour. Medita- you know, like, you know, well, frankly, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not going to do a lot of that. But I do need to do five or ten. My my stuff is five (laughs) or ten minutes in the morning, and probably more closer to five actually nowadays. Uh, I don't do big long meditations. Uh, I you know I get some stillness in my life though throughout the day. You know where I Mm -hmm. stop for a minute here and there and and chill and just turn off for a few minutes. You know, and to me that's meditation, right? And again, uh, I'm gonna allow you your own conception, right? Uh, But yeah, it's there's really not an option in my book as far as like having that in your life you said something about doing this you know yesterday my I, I send out a quote every day with my day count for how many days i've been sober and how many days i've been nicotine free i do it for two reasons i do it as an accountability thing 
and I do it as a promise to the universe and you guys mm -hmm. and the people I'm talking to that I'm going to stay abstinent for this day, you know, not mm -hmm. tomorrow. I ain't promising you tomorrow, I'm promising you today. Right. A lot of people, they taught me to do that in the nicotine quitting world. And a lot of people just send a number and I just get a single number from a lot of people. But I, I like, I don't know. I had to do things a little different, right? Terminally unique. Yesterday's quote was we suffer more in imagination than in reality. That's Seneca. Uh -huh. And I have to see who he is. I know you've been uh, you you he's posted a, a thing about a you posted a, a thing about philosopher, yeah. Also, along with uh, what's his name? Say it. Yeah, Epic, Epictetus is one is of it? the Stoics. I, that I, yeah, I read a lot, but Seneca's uh, a great one too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see a lot of both of those come across my 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 different repositories that feed me these quotes. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's a. Uh, just exactly, you know. I mean, I'm only, I'm just as happy. Well, the other thing is what uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. One of them other guys said, "Is you're just as happy as you make up your mind to be." Yeah, that's just like that. We suffer more in our imagination than in our reality. You know, I do get to make my own reality today to some level, to a great level. And if I want to sit around yeah. and panic and get my panties in a big wad about this whole thing that's going on, I'm free to do that. Yeah, you're uh, welcome. It you're doesn't. Welcome to, uh, yeah. Go ahead and be miserable if you want. Doesn't doesn't it doesn't serve me to operate that way, um, and and you know again you know throw out some more of that you know Buddhist thing says you know got to let go of the things that don't serve me. Well, it don't serve me for me to get myself. I spent a lot of time getting myself. I loved it when something got hopped up. You know, and we had an emergency to to deal with. You know, it meant yeah. I could buy some shit in in the name of you know, and I could do that self soothing through consumerism. Uh, yeah. with a, and, and, a I could excuse, yeah. and I could justify it too, you know, I could say, you know, yeah. really, and it's interesting when I watch and I see that. And again, I try really hard not to judge, but I do watch and I listen. And when I hear some of that justification underneath of some of this, uh, frankly, panic buying, mm -hmm. you know, I got a family to take care of. Well, you know, you and a million other people, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. one of my favorite things I saw lately is this whole badge. I'm a, I need to make badges that says I'm essential. Because, uh, mm. uh, you know, that's another little badge of honor lately of, uh, of, of where I'm at in civilization. You know, what, what, le what numbers are on the back of my car is like Bob Earl would say. You know, we, we, we ride down the road and we look at the emblems on the back and the numbers on the back of people's cars and we assign each other where we're at in the hierarchy of the human race according to yeah. what you drive and what model it is, you know. And uh, that essential thing, my, I saw something just the last couple of days that said, you know, uh, right now saying I'm essential is like uh, going to the strip club and the stripper telling you you're her favorite. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, essential but uh it's interesting to watch how people are uh how different people are approaching this even within the recovery community yeah it's a weird time it's you know down in i'm i'm uh i'm working with a guy down in texas and that's a new territory too you know i'm sponsoring a mm -hmm. dude that lives in uh dumas texas and uh that's outside of, uh, 60 miles outside of Ar Amarillo. Yeah, I want it to be dumbass Texas so bad. I was, I was say, that's, that's tough to know. <laughs> he just to sent me the thing because we were talking about it. And he said, yeah, I know. And he, uh, and the, the the high school is the demons. So they're the dumbest demons. Oh, and, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, I told him about why, that. Why uh, wouldn't they be? 
cultural <laughs> appropriations, man. They've they've uh, they've appropriated yeah. the demons. The demons are going to get uh, hopped up about that. You can't be stealing their identities and putting it on your damn basketball jersey. Uh, you'll pay for that. <laughs> Dumas, yeah, is what he says. Uh, but they're still having face to face meetings down there, and they're but they limit it. And if you're number eleven, dude, in the door, out of luck, brother. So they're they're That's doing it. Yeah, they have uh, ten people, but you know he can still go to face to face. But you know that dude is driving sixty miles to go to most of his meetings. Wow. Yeah. 60 miles to go to. See, so I'm talking about we're lucky. Man, we're lucky we got them in our backyard. So Yeah. And then the flip side of it is, you know, Texas guys, they're like, you know, okay, uh, we ain't shutting down the face-to-face meetings. We're still going to have them. Uh, but we're going to limit to 10. That wouldn't be bad, you know. Them small meetings are usually pretty decent when you can limit how many people are in them. Uh, yeah. But it's just, it's just, it just is interesting how the – how the different things are going. I saw uh, yesterday and I'm, and I do have some personal, this is some of my selfishness uh, because I do, you know, I'm doing this self-employed thing. And if I'm not out working, I'm not making money. Nobody's sending me a paycheck unless I'm out hammering a nail or knocking together some wood or doing something. And, uh, right. and I know a lot of people are like that too. Not that I'm unique there, but um, the, Somebody posted it yesterday that uh, like the Home Depots and stuff are only allowing a certain number of people in the store at a time. Hmm. But I didn't see anything about that officially. But like I said, I, th- I have a feeling this is going to keep on cranking down tighter and tighter uh, little by little uh, because I don't think, you know, uh, I'll tell you my real opinion. I don't think we have any fucking control over this one way or the other. We can socially isolate or not socially isolate. This thing is going to run its course the way it's going to run its course, no matter what our little human pea heads think it's going to, we can do about it. You know, it's like trying to make the sun not come up tomorrow or mm-hmm. trying to uh, stop global warming or stop uh, the tides or, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to sit down here and piddle around like a, like we do. Uh, like yep. ant, ants carrying their leaves into the deal, you know, and, and, and the world is going to do what the world's going to do. Uh, yeah. I have some, I have some opinions about uh, all this and the way we should handle it and what we should do. And uh, I don't know, man, I, any other time I've not any other time anymore. I just don't feel like really I'll voice those opinions to my wife, you know, just to get it out, but it's not worth it. You know, it's yeah, not really, um, it's not, uh, it doesn't, I helped me that much to uh, yeah. I'm just trying to follow the guidelines as they're laid out. I'll do that. That's goes against every piece of fiber of my being to some extent to follow the rules. Uh, but I'll mm-hmm. try to follow the rules the best that I can. And, but I mean, like from a standpoint of the powerlessness is where I was going. It's just another thing where we're yeah. powerless over it. And it really doesn't mean, you know, I can complain and voice my opinion about what I think of the president of the United States ought to, ought to, ought to or ought to not to do, not describing this pandemic just any time, any place, what the mayor ought to yeah. do, what, who ought to do, what you ought to do, uh, really doesn't make a lot of mm-hmm. damn difference. I'm, uh, frankly, I put it in the category of burning energy foolishly in uh, my megabytes. Yeah, I got someplace so. else that's better to spend my megabytes that I have available to use today. That, that's definitely it for me, man. It's like I could talk about somebody that I don't like or disagree with if I wanted to. And, you know, I could tell you a lot of really good reasons of why I'm, I'm, I'm right, <laughs> you know, but it's not really a good place for me to put my energy. There's a lot of other places that I can put it. 
that uh, are, are much more fulfilling, not just for me, but for other people as well. I mean, and that's, again, goes back to the, you know, fact that I have a, a more of a purpose today. You know, that's, it's not just about me feeling better. You know, it's about, I, and I say this a lot too, my purpose is not to be, you know, I don't wake up in the morning and think I need to be happy today. Some days I'm happy. Some days are harder and I'm not as happy, but that's not the point. I don't really care about that. Either way, I have a purpose today and I'll take having a purpose filled life over being happy any day, yep. any day. I mean, I've got a reason today. I've got meaning and purpose and that is way more satisfying than just being happy because with every happiness comes an inevitable lull or sadness you know the only way the only reason i know happiness is because i've experienced sadness in the same 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 light it doesn't really matter i mean i'm gonna be happy and i'm gonna be sad sometimes and that's just something that i've learned to accept and with that acceptance you know comes a lot more um I think purpose is an overall goal Yep. You know, for me. But anyway, I like to have a purpose. I like to have a, uh, have a uh, mission in my life, have something, some aims, maybe multiple missions, you know, that uh, got this and I got that and, and, uh, and really mean it and actually uh, pursue those things with a passion and, and, and towards the, uh, uh, frankly, some of that and a big portion of my life is wrapped up in doing that for uh, in service and without anything, without any expectations of any anything in return. You know, uh, yeah. There's really nothing, nothing satisfies me. Nothing brings as much uh, fulfillment to my soul as uh, participating in my recovery, whether that means sponsoring somebody or running one of these Zoom meetings or doing a podcast or doing those kind of things. Uh, those are the kind of things that, that fulfill me. Uh, I have other things to do it too. You know, I mean, I can actually say my, what I do for a living today fulfills me. Uh, mm-hmm. Some days more than others. <laughs> and some yeah. activities more than others. Uh, but yeah, to be, to be doing, to be having that, you know, and that was that, that Rick Warren wrote that book some long time ago, A Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, back when I, when I saw that, you know, cried foul uh, preacher bullshit Uh, (laughs) just wants my money Uh, maybe Mm -hmm. I should go back and revisit that book yeah well I mean it's just like I feel like it's important to say that because so much of our lives are spent asking each other if we're happy or not like are you doing okay are you happy I'm really you know a lot of times asking and I mean I think it should be known that it's okay especially for an alcoholic uh, when I say alcoholic, I mean alcoholic, addict, whatever. Yep. I think it should be known that if, uh, you know, we're not here to be happy. Like that's not the primary focus. I think it's you should a know one. That it is a byproduct. You will be happy. You will also be sad. And you will also, like, we get the full spectrum of emotions when we do this <laughs> stuff the right way, right? You're going to yeah. get all of it. Happiness is going to be one of them, but there you're also going to be angry. You're going to be scared. You're going to get the, you know, you are going to get life if you do this the right way. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the, I, that is my hope for anybody who starts to do this work, whether they're alcoholic addict or not, you know, yeah. uh, anybody who really does this should be prepared to get, to get all of it. It's yeah. the, yeah, it's we very much the, to feel the, the, our the feelings. Yeah. You get all of it. It's, it's, it's the truth though. And that's way better than any false reality that we get to, you know, try to make up with what we feed ourselves with the media and um, other bullshit that's out there to, to stimulate that, that urge, but yeah. it's not true. You know, we get, the point of this is to seek out the, the truthful truthfulness. It is very much, this work is very much a, almost a revolution on, on truth. Yeah. Uh, Seeking. Yep. It, it, it def definitely, definitely is. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, steal that Brett Weinstein's thing. It's a, for me, for this dude, uh, it's given me a way to make sense of this thing. It's a sense-making apparatus that I can operate with and, and operate with a, a great deal of uh, personal success. And that's, that personal success is not monetarily, although some of it may come that way. It's more, it's more of a fulfilled uh, way of being that purpose, giving me a purpose for my life. And, and, uh, I, think it can and I never could, I mean, as I said, certain piece of it is. Just yeah, a lot of times I, when I the think, word success is used, a lot of times people will instantly like pigeonhole that to mean and that it's a money making proposition. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. success goes way beyond that. Yes, there is some monetary success in my life with that. There's some spiritual yeah. success. There's some parental success. There's some uh, success of being a uh, better child to my parent, my dad. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of success that happens. Uh, sure. It's not just just limited to to monetary. I think, you, I mean, we could talk about the money thing for a minute because it is, uh, I think, especially, you know, it was for me when I came into the program, I thought, uh, you know, when I read the promises and it said the fear of economic insecurity was going to leave us, I was like, all right, finally, I'll just, you know, finally be able to keep some of the money that I make rather than spend it on booze and uh, other stupid stuff. So if I get sober, I'll have money and then I'll be happy and this will be, this will be doable. I can do this if I have money, right? <laughs> that was a big part of what, I mean, that, to be honest with you, that kept me coming for a little while. You know, it kept me, it was a motivating thing. So I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to say that it's uh, not okay. I mean, yeah, money is a big motivator. Yeah. Um, and so I we think have to have it, frankly. You can't get along yeah, without it very well. It's, it's important. I think it should be a primary focus. It is a good part of having a fulfilled life. Uh, it's not the only part. Um, and I, I, I want to say that, you know, the, it's not an evil thing either. I don't think that it's even, you know, in my opinion, the only people who think money is evil or are, are broke a lot of times. It's just like, yeah, if you think money is evil, you just have a resentment yeah. <laughs> towards money. And the old saying is, is the love of money, not necessarily the money it, itself. Is the yeah. Old Having said that, I think when we, we, when we continue to do this work, you you begin to realize that things like money are not again they're just it's just another another thing the fear of economic insecurity leaving us is that you know money's just not as big of a deal as it used to be yeah you know? i'm actually making less money than i ever have in quite a few years quite a few years and uh i'm pretty happy about it <laughs> yeah uh 
there's a difference in that just for me again i speak for me uh i hung a whole lot of my self-esteem and who i was and my self-worth on the dollars i made for some period of time in my life and uh let, letting go of that uh of that measuring stick in my life uh was very freeing uh, obviously like we said you know you still got to pay the bills and you still got to eat and all that stuff takes money and and it's it's an it's a necessary thing in life it's a way we uh operate and exchange things today but things of value is through the use of money but uh and i'd have told you a couple years ago could you get by with less money i'd have told you i couldn't i said oh that'd be tough you know i don't know if i can do that or not you know uh uh but I've taken a huge pay cut if I look at the actual numbers. I mean, I'm probably making 50% of what I was making a year ago. Not a year ago now. It had to be two years because I've been off that job for – but, yeah, a year ago because I was still getting paid through severance and stuff. Uh, and it still seems to be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the other thing. You know, that, that pendulum swung the other way, too. Uh, I always thought when I got that next big raise that that would be enough or if I could only yep. make this much money, or I remember coming out of high school going, if I could just get a job that paid me this, I'd be okay forever. Mm -hmm. And then once I yep. got that, I said, no, that ain't enough either. Uh, I need this, I need that, I need this, I need that. Uh, I yep. did have that diminishing returns thing happen in my life where the higher I rose to the ranks and was making more money, the actually the less happy I was. Uh, the extra work, there was, a, there was a, I always remember when I was working hourly, there was a point where when you work so many overtime hours that like it was good. And then when you yeah. tipped over to the top, it became not good anymore. You know, it's like yeah. all of a sudden, I don't know if it, I can't remember even really if it was taxes or just sheer freaking exhaustion where it made it not yeah. worth it. Anymore. Not worth it anymore. Uh, so it's, hold on, man, I have tipped over the edge and uh, this isn't worth it anymore. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I used, I used money as a, you know, all those, all those things. I remember whenever I was still drinking and, and you know, my, my wife would be pissed off about me being drunk and I would always fall back. I was like, well, I made enough money today, you know? So it's like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I'm, you know, wasted while I did it. I'm making money. So everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was a big, what are you complaining you know? about? Yeah. I'm doing, whenever this I, first, I take care of my kids. <laughs> Whenever I first got sober, those were, you know, I thought if if I'm not gonna drink, if if you're taking away the booze for me, then it, I gotta have something else. So at least it'll be, I'll give myself, you know, money, and I'm gonna get in the best shape ever. I'll give myself those two things, and that really helped me a lot. However, it's changed. I still try to make money, and I still try to stay in shape. But the reasons, the purpose, right. the aim has the aim has changed. The direction is is different, yeah. and that's why you know you could say about. Um, I think a lot of people would have this experience, you know, as they get into sobriety a little bit further, is that um, you know everything has changed and nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that is pretty much the same, but it's just you know the 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 lens through which I look at it is different. Yep, I'm in the Everything same house. Is. I got some of the same clothes. I've been driving the same car. I have most of the same stuff. Uh, yeah. A lot, if you look at me, if you would come and take an inventory of me, uh, frankly, yeah. there's not that much different than when I got sober. Right. But a ton of shit is different. <laughs> mm -hmm. Huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. Yeah. And the relationships, another thing, too, man. I remember, <clears throat> I mean, even the way that I, 
like see my wife as different than um, I have the same wife, you know, lucky to have the same wife. And, um, you know, she should, I always feel like she should have left. She didn't for whatever reason, but you know, I, I look at her differently too. It's like, I, you know, I see someone else, I guess in a way it's just the, everything looks different. It changes everything. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to um, articulate some of the like emotional gratitudes that you can experience doing this stuff if you do it the, it the right way. But yeah, frankly, our words fall short. Yeah, it definitely does. It's I don't know. It's difficult to. I don't even know if it's worth it to to really. We just have to do it. You just have to be grateful. Yeah, that's it. Uh, what's the? Uh, it really comes down to the fruits of the labor. You know, it's not the labor; it's like the demonstrating this thing, and you see it, and you know it, and you look in the eyes of people who are doing the deal, and you see that proof. Uh, you see it in the smiles. You see it in the smiles of their family. You see it in the way they operate. There's an aura around people who are doing the deal. And, uh, and that's, that's attractive. That's what attracted me to this group that we're with today from the get-go. Nothing you could see, really. You know, it wasn't because of the way somebody dressed or the car they drove or the, or even what they said, really. Right. It was more about their being that I sensed and said, yeah, uh, that's attractive to me. That right there is something that, uh, that, that, and I didn't even really totally intellectualize that. It was more of a magnetic draw that the universe put on me rather than something I went, okay, uh, Dan, I'm going to set a goal to do that. It was like you said, huh, that, yeah. that was kind of like the luck. It was lucky that I landed in, you know, in that regard, lucky that I landed in that room that day. Uh, yeah. I feel like an asshole if I don't call it luck. I, I would say that. I feel like a real yeah. dickhead. I do. If I don't say that I'm lucky that you called me that day, yeah, I see what you mean. If I wanted to go, to go to yeah, yeah, like I didn't have anything to do with you picking up the phone and thinking I'm going to call Chase see how he's doing. And I was sitting in my car, wasted, crying, not knowing how to do life at all. And you said, "Hey, you want to go do yoga with me?" And I was like, nah, "I fucking can't. I can't do it. I'm not in good shape at all." And then the conversation about rehab started, and then I was like, "I need to do it. I got to go." Two days later. I'm in a rehab. I wake yeah. up in a psych ward. Yeah. My life changed. And that's luck, man. I, if I don't call it luck, I feel like a real dick. Yeah, that's I see what you mean. You know. Yeah. Well, ultimately, <laughs> what you're doing is not taking credit for it. Yeah. By calling it luck. And it's kind of the same thing as saying higher power did this for me or whatever. You know, it's a discounting of yep. the credit. You know, it's not me. I try to say that all the time when I'm doing this stuff, you know. This is not me yep. doing this. It really is not. <laughs> yeah, might look like Dan sitting it. here, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not driving. Luck. You can call it higher power or whatever yep. you know you want to call it. It's something that I didn't have anything to do with. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> I get it. I understand. Other than I just muck things up enough to be able to be lucky, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hit the wall hard enough. Knock some luck out of me. Uh, yeah yeah as i'm going yeah, 90 yeah. mile an hour on dope and booze uh kapow oh shit yeah uh, you get to be lucky yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 
Uh, cool, man. Well, it's a half hour before my appointment, and I just wanted to do, I think I'm going to try to swing through some people and uh, do some updating and some talking and chatting about what recovery means in their lives today. Um, it is, a, you know, what another thing keeps hitting me. I keep on going, you know, uh, I laugh at myself, and I'm glad that my default today, and even when I'm mad or frustrated, my de- it might take a minute, but uh, I generally will end up with a smile on my face, even when the hardest thing is happening to me. When I think it's just, when I think it's the bad luck, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when things go. And uh, and and I've had a couple of times like, well, the retreat in uh, in that we do in May, you know, and and, and I'm looking at the possibility of canceling that, you know, and then of course, and you know what, right behind, right in the back door, standing around the corner of that is just fuck it, just why am I even doing it? Uh, you know, and the same thing with the podcast. When the podcast gets a little difficult and I have to do this virtual way, you know, I'm ready to throw in the towel. Yeah. Like, well, we'll just back burner this thing, you know. Fuck, I, you know, I'm pretty busy anyway, and I've been looking for some way to free up some of my time. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> here, maybe this is this. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is my opportunity to uh, to free up some of my time. But, uh, you know, I, I smile at myself and realize that's that old thinking that wants to throw in the towel when things get a little sticky and uh, rather than the walk through whatever it is that's not not my routine and it's got me a little knocked out of my comfort zone, uh, to smile at that and realize that's an opportunity for me to grow and to, uh, to, to once again uh, tackle something that's not maybe, – maybe it ain't hard, but it ain't as easy as it used to be. <laughs> Not as easy as you want it to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, man. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you. Period. Period. Yeah, man. Uh, I can stop with a lot of those sentences. I realize I don't. I start putting qualifiers on the end of things that, uh, like I said, your own conception of to improve my conscious contact. I appreciate you. I don't have to add yeah, to thanks. those sentences. You know. Uh, Thank you for being here. On the backside of it. Uh, That's right. I want to, I want to put a big, you know, some bullet points behind all that shit. Right. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. have to, I can leave that, uh, dot, dot, dot at the end of those sentences. But I do appreciate you coming on this morning and, uh, and helping me walk as walk. We do this thing together. And, uh, and, uh, when I it just, again, it was lucky that I just thought in my head, I went, Hey, what am I going to do about huh? See if Chase wants to do an update, man. It was a long time. I'm glad since you did, man. The show. <clears throat> I think it was good for me to get to talk to my sponsor for we've been talking for two hours. So yeah, right. That's yeah. the most we've talked in a while. That's yeah. Yeah. It also so. has a side. Yeah. Some color, like I always say on there, so got some collateral benefit uh, that yeah. was not necessarily the intended uh, benefit. Absolutely. Definitely. And all, and this is a difficult time. I realize for a lot of people and I just want to say that, uh, you know, all it takes to have a meeting is just pick up the phone, have, have a conversation with another alcoholic and uh, that is a meeting. How yep. we do it? So. Yep. And this technology thing, you know, everybody in the world's got this Zoom. This is free for most people. You're limited to so many yeah. participants in uh, in 40 minutes, I think, per session. But right. uh, hell, you can get a lot done in 40 minutes uh, if you want to see somebody, because there is an element to that seeing you that uh, that miss. Yeah. You know, I've done these podcasts through that a thing called Zencaster or something like that, where it's just complete audio. Uh, and it's it, it works too. It's no big mm-hmm. deal. But there, I do like to look at you because you're pretty. <laughs> Thanks, man. You, you too. This is more fun for sure. Yeah. 
I can yeah, see the smiles and I can see the expressions and I can see like I can kind of feed off of you and that kind of thing. And of course, yeah. I'm full of shit yeah. half the time. If you don't see me, you don't necessarily know it. And even when you see me, you don't know it necessarily. Yeah, that's true. If I got a smile <laughs> on my face, you at least know I'm joking. Right. It's hard to tell sometimes. There's no inflection in the, the video and the audio. But yeah. Well, cool, this man. Is a, this is a good thing you're doing. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're doing it. And uh, keep on. Keep it on, man. Keep coming back. Yeah, man. Cool, cool. We'll have a great uh, Monday. We're starting off a Monday morning here. And hell, I started the other day. I went, you know, well, you maybe what I ought to do instead of backing off on the podcast. Maybe since I have this option and it's so easy, maybe I ought to be doing more of them. Uh, you know, I could do this. I could do half hour episodes like this with talking to somebody, and we wouldn't have to go two hours. And hell, yeah. I could pile on uh, rather than back off. Two hours off. flies by, though. It Two does. It flies by. It does. When yeah. you're doing this, man, it does. It really does. It's just like sitting down doing step work. I say, hey, man, why don't you come over for an hour? And the next thing you know, it's two. Two hours, yeah. 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 Cool, man. Well, enjoy the rest of your Monday. I love you. And, love uh, you too, man. We'll rock this thing out. I'll close in the same way I always do. You used this word earlier, man. If you're not having a blast in your recovery, it's your own damn fault. Thank all y'all for allowing uh, Chase and I to participate in our recoveries in this manner today. Peace out. See you guys.
this time.